0: This is a big step up. We're recording right now? Yeah, we're live. This is a big step up. Usually this podcast is recorded in literally a storage closet in my basement at about midnight on a single uh single microphone on QuickTime Player, not even like iMovie or anything, but now we got actual three microphones, an actual recording mechanism of some sort. And three people on here. I'm joined with the Cooper brothers. Josh, who's been on here before. Jason, who you've seen his graphics work, actually, on the account. Um, We're going to get into a little hockey here. Playoff hockey is finally among us. um, Unless you're in Canada, where we have to wait. Just like everything. We have to wait for the vaccine. We have to wait to to freaking golf. We have to wait to be let out of our houses. We have to wait again, because the nightcap tonight is Calgary, Vancouver two more calgary vancouver games until we get the playoffs how lovely is that i like i can't even joke oh my god what's a i can't even joke about betting on that one we got the tampa bay florida game which is absolutely electric uh going on right now in front of us so that's what the reaction was to there um so fellas what's up how's it going how's it going we're good, we're good. Debut for Jason,
1: the big one. You gotta hey, come up with a heater. Are you nervous? A little nervous, not gonna lie. First ever no worries. First ever time recording my own voice. It feels a little weird hearing your own voice, <laughs> you know? But I feel like everyone says that so It's funny because this is your equipment that yeah. we use. <laughs> I don't use it, other people. You know what? It. We're gonna get a little jazzed
0: here. We're gonna do a little <laughs> smelling salt. Right, nice. Not not like the drug like an actual smelling salt they use on the bench. Ready?
2: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, oh All right, here we go. Now we're going. <laughs> All right, let's get let's, right.
0: let's bring the intensity up. So we're gonna we're gonna be talking about the North Division today. And the reason I wanted to get into the North Division, you're gonna see a ton of podcasts do NHL playoff previews in general. They're gonna go on and they're gonna talk about every single series. Well, here's the thing: there's no chance that these people watched in depth any of these any of these teams. No chance. I'm not gonna lie, like Vegas, the Vegas Golden Knights. How am I supposed to comment on them? I didn't even watch I don't even I think I watched <laughs> one game from them this year. I'd be looking at stats and I'd be giving you opinions based off of that. It wouldn't be true to myself or to this podcast, which is we want to actually talk about things that we know, which is the North Division. We watched a ton of those games this year, especially the Toronto Maple Leafs, but we did all watch a lot of the North Division in general. So we're going to be talking about the Leafs series versus Montreal. That's going to be a banger and a half. And then Edmonton versus the Jets, which is... An anti-banger, I'd call it. I don't know. I don't the, think that one's going to
1: be that fun. But One of the things about those series is that uh, if any of you guys like analytics, Dom on Twitter actually has them as the closest series of all the playoffs. They yeah. have Yeah. Pretty I pretty interesting. A lot of people think it's really one-sided Edmonton, Edmonton but too. maybe we'll get into it later. We'll see. we'll see. Well,
0: it's interesting because Edmonton's minus 180 in that series. Holy so the, the betting lines are favoring Edmonton heavily. And I am too. I mean, McNasty is just going sicko mode part 50. <laughs> Um, out there right now but let's get into it Um it. first i want to start off with a, a little gambling diaries we're get into the leaf series my, uh, the edmonton series and we're going to talk about things we're seeing around the interweb some 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 things that are you know the narratives we're going to see and what we've been seeing because oh I'll, I'll, we'll get into it later i want to save it so first off gambling diaries i got a little hot this week really I hot a little, i really went, I hot. really hot I saw the tweet that the Bruins were resting literally their entire team. They were putting Curtis Lazar. Yes, Big Cheeks Curtis Lazar was on the second line for the Bruins against the Capitals earlier this week. Capitals had a couple guys resting, but overall had the much better team. Um, The line was minus 120 caps. I got it at that, and I got a little bit of minus 132. It eventually moved to minus 180 before the puck drop. They made me sweat. I put my whole account into it, which is not very much money, but big win there for for uh, for Triple R, I must say there. And then a couple other parlays here and there. You know, um, they, uh, I got Blue's early cash out. They went up 3-0, lost 7-3, but thank you, Bet365, <laughs> oh, for that one. And then I hit it with the parlay on uh, Colorado playing against Alex Stalock. No, not Alex Stalock. Sorry, wrong guy. Grossnick. They're both the same. Uh, to me, they're both the same person. Um, so I went a little hot. But then, low come down, as it always happens in, in gambling. Everything reverts towards the mean. Not just in gambling, in life. <laughs> um, and I picked the Bruins yesterday. I doubled down on the Bruins. I tripled down on the Bruins. And I lost.
1: So It was a tight game. It was a tight oh, one. So you're back to even now after uh, after that great winning No, shoot. no, no. I had a couple, up, had okay. a
0: couple big wins. Stress. And so we're up, but... I don't know. For how much longer yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so Josh,
2: you got one for us? Yeah, I've I've hit, this is like a homer bet, but I've hit this the last three years, and I feel like I've been kind of screwed the last two. Uh, Matthews to win the Rocket Richard, so finally that one cashed as the season long future. Last year I feel like I mean the the COVID shortened season. He lost it by one goal one right? goal That like, was tough but he also let in goals per game play. yeah so but it was good this year to hit that one also you know hopefully some of the Leafs what did you uh, get it for I think it was plus 450 plus 450 wow yeah, yeah. Not, so, bad. not bad not bad but yeah that was a good one uh, rough UFC night for me top. and Jason top but that's, we that's usually tough.
1: roll with parlays, and I'm not even kidding you when I said I got every single pick wrong. I was like, oh, this was th- the worst. I, I, I decided to do singles two of my parlay because th- I was like, oh, I always get these parlays. I either get one or two wrong, so I hit all the singles. I got all the wrong. It was a horrible <laughs> night for me. And I even I even put a season long bet in on uh, this one's a little cheeky. Marner to get most points. Freaking McJesus had to go in McJesus, but I thought Marner maybe had a chance there. It was plus 800. It's
2: not too bad,
1: but decent value. The only chance that ever happens is if McDavid get hurt gets hurt and didn't happen this year. So. Yeah. Oh well. The other thing
2: is I only played one NHL series uh, price, which was I took the Avs to win against uh, the Blues against I the Blues. Good. That's, that's the only band. one I took, and they're a massive favorite. And I still thought it was good value. So that's so when they lose, it's obviously <laughs> it's your it's fault. It's gonna be horrendous. A <laughs> of but Ryan O'Reilly. <laughs> yeah, but that that I thought I think they're they they were. At one point minus three fifty, then minus four hundred. Now Holy I think they're minus four fifty. Holy! And if you go off God. Dom's model, I, they're Under- still a little undervalued. Uh, uh, he says under-valued. it's the most. He says it's the, it's the most lopsided first round series he's ever had. Just
0: think about it logically. The Blues give up a ton of chances. I think their expected goals against was one of the highest in the league this year. They just they they were able to capitalize. They have some good finishers on that team, and that's where they were able to you know stay afloat and make the playoffs. But I agree And then Colorado's A very good offensive team And not, so. yeah, and not
2: only that With Colorado They're also a very good Defensive team Like they They are a loaded team oh, He has Dom also has Colorado As The but, highest Stanley Cup Favorite According to his model To start the playoffs He's ever had Since 2010 year. Or, or oh, since right. he's been doing it Yeah, so, so he's only been doing it for back to 2010 yeah so yeah so he he is all i think he said his uh implied probability for them to win was 38 percent. yeah that that's which is crazy. 36
1: something like that yeah. yeah but that's the blues that we're, we're gonna look at this two weeks from now the blues are gonna win yeah of <laughs> Bennington's <laughs> but, gonna be a stud like i don't know Remember when that happened not. with tampa yeah that's how oh i was gonna say, tampa, with tampa the, the jackets
0: and then they come back the next year and Pink, <laughs> which is funny because um you know who lost to the jackets last year oh. good segue that's because a that's of... a pro <laughs> hey clap it up that's a pro segue so leafs versus montreal it's unfortunate that we're all locked in our houses but actually this wouldn't this series wouldn't have happened if we if there was no covid so that's always a fun one And so Leafs versus Montreal, finally, since first time since, what, 1979 or whatever. Uh, Two very passionate fan bases, two huge market teams going off against each other in the first round. I think we're going to get a hell of a series. We're going to get a lot of mean comments on Twitter, which is going to be a (laughs) lot of fun. A lot of name calling here and there. So let's get into it a little bit. Sheldon Keith released the Leafs lines from today. Uh, He has big surprise there Was Riley Nash in Brooks and Alex Galchenyuk are out Um, So I want to get your guys' thoughts first On the Leafs' power play lines that they put out And the Leafs' lines that they put
1: out there Who's going to start, me? Uh, Alright, I'll start with it Okay, so starting with the power play I'm ecstatic waking up and seeing the power play lines I've been not I've been very pro Sandin for a long time And I really think that he's He's kind of gotten the short end of the stick in the last year. He, he, he went that almost three hundred almost, almost a full year, 365 days without playing a single professional hockey game, which is really tough. And to see what he has done, come back into the lineup, played so well. And it seems like, fingers crossed, because we haven't gotten to game one yet, but it seems like he might have passed Riley and jumped up onto that first power play spot. Damn. And I, I like it because I think Santa has a stronger shot than Riley, which is something that we've always missed on the point. I think, honestly, he has better vision than Riley on the point deciding whether to give it to Marner and Matthews on the the wings and I think he's a lot more decisive with the puck than Riley I've seen sometimes where Riley kind of takes an extra second and he has an opportunity to pass it and he doesn't kind of second-guess himself it seems like Sandin has... What very little we've seen of Sandin on the power play. It seems like he flows a lot more on the power play on the points. very has...
0: deceptive mm-hmm. with the puck as well. What he I've... does very, very, very well, and he's done this since junior, is draw players in. Like, he's looking one way, puck goes the other. The old Tom Brady out oh, yes. there. <laughs> with Morgan Riley, I feel like he stares down his his passing outlets way too much, and he's, he's very rigid out there. What like Not to trash on Morgan Riley totally. He's a very, very good skater. He, his shot is... It's hard-ish, kind of, but it's not accurate at all. Like, and he, he doesn't. I haven't seen him take a clapper in God knows how long. I don't know how he scored twenty goals. That's a one of the wonders of the world, I must say. <laughs> Honestly, so he scored twenty goals a few years ago. Knew that was coming down, but anyways. So power play, you like it? I I was a little bit surprised by
1: that. I mean, I'm not in love with Joe Thornton on power play one. What do you think about that one? That's a little iffy, but I do. The only thing I like about that is I think that I wish, honestly, Tavares was playing with that. Uh, like, I I like that it's Matthews, Marner, Hyman on the top line. I think I like Will getting his own unit all, almost. I think he's got, the, I think he can do what Marner does, like almost to the same level. Not, not to the same level, but I think he can do what Marner does. And I feel like when Marner, like, having Mar- him and Marner on the ice, they kind of don't, it doesn't play towards each other's strengths, I feel. Like, uh, they're both really good at gaining the zone. They're both really good, I think, on the half ball. And I think, obviously, Matthews is a stud. He's not leaving the half ball. Matt Marner's also been fantastic on the half ball. So I don't... It's just where is Will going to play? I, I like him on that half ball. I like him being the guy to take our zone entry. So I'm okay with him on the second power play unit. Tavera is not so much. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if things change from here on out, honestly. So here's my take on the power play. I don't like it at all. I don't think Thornton should be on the first
0: unit there. I don't think... I mean, as Josh Simpson on Twitter, great follow, was saying, I don't like him in the bumper. He's not a very good shot threat there. Um, he does do very some very small little things very well. He's a very good passer. He does very little plays out there that keep the, the flow of the, the cycle going, which I really like. However, I don't think he's earned power play one at all. My other big thing on the second unit there, well, having... Nylander and Tavares on the second unit means that he keeps probably going to be splitting up time, which I really don't like either. And on top of that, the second unit has two right-hand shots on the flanks there. Like, I'd rather, really rather a left-handed shot be on one of the sides so that we can, you know, take more one-timers. The Leafs don't take enough one-timers at all, and it's a shame because they have Austin Matthews (laughs)
2: out there. So... So, one thing to piggyback on what you said, I agree. The only thing that worries me is the thought of them splitting the time because you have Austin Matthews. I don't want him for one minute on the power play, then he changes. He needs to play like McDavid does on the power play, which is he goes until he can't really skate anymore because he's tired, and then he changes. He's one of the best. Him and Marner are our two best power play players. So, if you're splitting some of the good players up into two power plays and you're taking time away from those two players, I think that's a bad idea one thing that we do know is the power play has been obviously run extremely hot and extremely cold. So maybe this is just a, you know, try to shake things up to start the playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised if game two, you saw a different power play unit. Like you said, Thornton in that bumper spot. I don't know if that's ideal. I feel like the bumper spot on the Leafs power play used to be heavily used. Right. I I remember, I think Bozak scored a goal against the caps game winner uh, from that spot in overtime. Like from uh, Kadri. Yeah. Like I feel like they, very much neglect that spot now. And it doesn't mean take the puck away from the wings, which is Marner and Matthews, but it's like, you know, move around, change things up a bit. The the, the power play goes bad uh, when it gets stagnant. So I understand the change to, you know, freshen things up. But I agree with what you're saying, Joe. I I would rather see somebody else in that bumper spot. I don't see why Nylander can't play the bumper spot. They don't, like, he kind of was, in the previous power play, he was kind of like hybrid bumper, but also because of the wing he was playing on was marner's wing he also kind of ended up in front of the net yeah. a lot mm-hmm. on his off wing mm-hmm. so it was harder it was for him to re- re- it was awkward it looked I awkward. Know what you're talking about the calgary game yeah the it lo- they lost three nothing i believe it looked awkward yeah. right so i mean i i do appreciate that keith is willing to try things out like jumble things but honestly the power play needs to get going so whatever it takes to get that going needs to happen
0: because i have adhd i'm gonna mem- uh, mention it nikita kucherov two goals in his first game back
2: um, so anyone fun. surprised how, how bizarre
0: <laughs> How
1: bizarre. one last thing on the power play i don't know if, uh, I, I i wonder what do you guys think if do you think they'll ever go to five forwards do you think that's ever going to be a thing i
2: doubt
0: it simply because you do need someone back there that can defend However, I'd like to see it experimented yeah. with 100%. The times
2: this year I wanted to see it experimented with is when again not to, the nothing games. Yeah. Not to right. crap on, even on more to crap on Morgan Riley. It's like he played like he was a Ford on a lot of power plays where mm-hmm. we were at one point I, I want to say it was in between like game 40 and 45 when our power play was all the way at the bottom. We were yeah. ge- it felt like we were giving up more shorthanded goals than power play oh, oh goals. My god, yeah. <laughs> So that's why at that point it's like okay. These games almost don't even matter anymore. Let's try it, but I understand them not wanting to try it. It can really expose you against like mm-hmm. against teams like Montreal, right? That have really good penalty killers. That that's maybe not a time you want to expose it. The other thing I wanted to piggyback You're saying off Sandin versus Riley. One thing I find that Riley does a lot is he just takes the bad shot at the bad time yeah. which, that you just can't do. You like, I get even even if you have tired legs, it's a power play. Don't just toss the puck on net. Like, if you have a good shot with a tipping opportunity, I understand. But he has a tendency when he's tired on the ice, kind of just blindly fires the puck on net. And it also gets either blocked or tipped out of play. Like, it doesn't generate a lot of scoring chances. I'd rather, if you're tired and you want to throw a puck on net, let number 34 throw the puck on net. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, instead instead of Morgan Riley. So that's the only thing. I do feel like I was, I don't want to to my own horn. It's not like I'm right. But I, I was a little bit iffy on Riley. A lot of us. I think all three of us in this room were to start the year felt like he wasn't really in his groove. Now it's kind of becoming the overwhelming narrative that like he sucks. He doesn't suck. He's a good player. Let's get it straight. But he, he I think people are definitely going to look to him to hopefully elevate his game in the playoffs compared yeah. to what we saw, especially in the last ten games of the regular season. One thing about Riley too, I think that I don't know if he
1: fits on our defensive core anymore. Like the way we play defensively, not not that. Sorry, let me let me rephrase that. Not that he doesn't fit. Uh, take alert. But we are we we've. Kyle Dubas and Sheldon Keefe have done a lot to reshape our defense not not only with the players there but also the philosophy and how we play we've become a very strong defensive team Mm -hmm. over the past year and it doesn't seem like Riley Riley has that element to his game and like he's been in the NHL for what seven eight years now and we've never really seen it and it's not like something you just get like he's just doesn't I don't think he has it and maybe I don't know
2: Maybe that's a conversation for another. Maybe podcast. that's a conversation for another day. But I, I don't
1: know if he fully fits with I, I don't know if he fully fits with the system. We'll see though. We'll see it. Off, off
0: season headline coverage <laughs> right there. So let's get into the the actual lines themselves. No salary restraints, so we're out actually Love able it. to roster uh, human beings out there. So we got first line obviously Hyman, Matthews, Marner, Felino Tavares, Nylander on the second line, which is interesting. Kerfoot, Nash, McKeever on the third line. And then fourth line Thornton, Spetta, Simmons. Defense are pretty much the same. Riley, Brody, Muzzin, Hole, Sandeen, Dermott, and then Campbell start obviously. Uh, why don't you get you guys' thoughts on this overall? I mean, a couple shifts and such. There we get to see Riley
2: Nash's Leafs debut. W- w- what do you guys think about this one? Uh, I like it. I like the lines a lot. It's a lot. It's exactly almost what I expected. And here's why. I think last year in the playoffs, everyone saw. I don't know if Sheldon Keith trusted the depth on this team. Especially, you know, when he throws Tavares on the first line, which you know, I mean, they they played well, but it just felt line, like 2 minutes in game 1. It felt like everything underneath them, especially when they went with Tavares on the wing with Matthews and Marner. Oh, yeah. It felt like you were getting nothing from the rest of the team It felt It, it was It's a different scenario Because it was a bubble To add
0: on that The game five There was no flow From the rest of the team No after not at all The first line, the not first at line all. dominated They unfortunately Couldn't bury But then after that It was just Right back the other way Yeah
2: exactly It felt like they had No sense of like Sustained pressure Or anything With those bottom Three lines at all So here's what I like I think Keith has Right now The way he's set it up Is he has two Like Quasi first lines Basically He has complete trust In the Matthews line And the Tavares line Putting Foligno on that Tavares line gives them, you know, uh, this is a little bit of an intangible thing, but gives them, you know, the, the grit, the smart, the, the responsible player, which, is, which he does as well. And that line's going to be able to cycle well. William Nylander is an underrated player on the half wall, on the cycle. Mm-hmm. So I like both those first two lines. The other thing is if you look at our playoff lines from last year, the bottom six just looks like a, a randomly selected group of players. You don't know like where are you going to deploy these lines? The fourth line was Engvall, Spezza and Clifford. Is that an offensive line? Is that a defensive line? They played well though. They did, they but I'm well, just but I, he didn't right. trust them. You're he right. didn't trust them at all. What he's done now, which which I like, is this has always been something I've been calling for. For your bottom six, optimize it. Have a defensive yeah. line and have an offensive line. They're not going to play that much either of them, mm-hmm. right? You have <laughs> I mean your top six is arguably the best in the entire league. Yeah. So make the most of that bottom six you got mikaev nash and kerfoot that's a very clear defensive line so you know what a defensive zone face off they're gonna be out there probably and you can put them in those dirty minutes and feel like okay you know what these guys can hopefully play uh like a suppression level hockey where there's not a lot of high high danger chances not a lot of scoring chances they might not score for you but that's okay because you're gonna give them the dirty minutes that can free up the top six to do other stuff. And then your fourth line, Thornton, Spetsa, Simmons—it's an offensive line. So you know what? Even at when the top six gets tired, when you have an offensive zone faceoff, you can throw those guys out there. You can throw them off a change against you know another team's fourth line, and you can feel like these guys can score on another team's fourth line. You got offensive talent here. The only thing about that fourth line I will say is it, I it's do like- have yeah the speed is obviously a question but we'll see we'll see how that works out but i do like how they've divided it up another thing that i think speaking about the fourth line in particular i don't know if it's flown under the
1: radar i I feel like it hasn't for at least twitter but i think around the league it has is guys spezza is third in the league in goals per 60 minutes yeah or sorry points per 60 minutes he's got 30 points and only playing eight games eight minutes a night which is pretty pretty insane when you think about at 39 40 years old he's He's been fantastic. I put out for like, like love three
0: it. most valuable players. I, I had my own, but someone mentioned Spezza, and mm-hmm. it, it's like per minute, he's been so valuable
1: to the Toronto Maple Leafs. It varies. It's only Just, been I forget who it was. It was McDavid and someone else who's had more points per sixty than It's he's he's very fundamentally, uh, funda-
0: uh, aesthetically pleasing oh, yeah. to watch from a fundamental kind of view because his ability to. Gain the zone entry He's not the fastest player By any stretch of the imagination But the way he's able To gain the zone Create space for himself and He's got a hell of a shot oh, yeah. Or if not He dishes the puck Insanely well
1: oh, yeah. but- I-, I hope he gets A couple of those Fake slappers oh, Gets the goalie biting yeah. Comes in Finishes on him I love those I love those I hope he gets Carey Price to bite Through <laughs> there. Holy that'd
0: be I would post that Every day for a week I think oh, So yeah.
2: here's my question For you Mr. Rat if there was a lineup change that were to happen in the first series, what like predict it? Give me a give me a take here. What so here's think? here's what I was thinking. Like I I do agree hundred percent with
0: what you were saying. The lines are now specialized, and I really like how the third line has a purpose out there because looking at last year's Nick Roberts and Alex Kerfoot, Barry Capen, what did they do? It's so a mismatch player. Yeah. Do they score? They kind of do a little bit of both ish. Not really, but. That's what I like about that. However, my thinking is, and I might be big braining this a little bit here. However, when you're playing a team like the Montreal Canadiens, they don't have the most high power offensive weapons. When they get chances, it's not guaranteed to go in the back of the net like you would with someone like Patrick Line, Austin Matthews, or Jason Spezza. They're, when they get the puck in good areas, they're scoring. Who in Montreal is really doing that? Josh Anderson? Not, Anderson
2: nope. or Toffoli, and they're doing yep. it at like an average low. It's nothing crazy.
0: Toffoli, yeah. Toffoli's sure. been
2: good, right? But So my thinking is,
0: when you're playing against a team such as that, I think you can give up a little bit more offense to sacrifice to get that defense. Sorry, you can give up a little bit of defense to gain that offensive edge, which is where I would have liked Alex Galchenyuk to be in there to get that depth scoring. However, when you add Alex Galchenyuk to the second line, you drop Felino down to the third line, you could still make that a black hole um, sort of for that third line. They, they're very good. All three of those players are very good for checkers and they're going to be able to hem Montreal down there. So
2: who would be coming out for Galchenyuk then?
0: though? It would be Riley Nash. Okay, That's my thought. Or you drop Nash down to the... Because... Sorry, because the only other thinking you can do there is drop Nash down to the fourth line. You'd have to sit Spetsa, Thornton, or Simmonds, which I which don't think they, they are a hundred percent not going. They to They might do. end up
2: doing it. May I don't think they want to
0: do that. I don't start. think they will. I don't think any of those players will will be will be taking the offer to, to sit a game there. So I think we're all in agreement, though. These are very optimized lines. I I
1: agree. I, agree. I just want to I just want to mention like talk about Mikhaev and Kerfoot because yeah. I feel like how they have played so far this season. I feel like they've kind of They started off pretty well And kind of gone stagnant But I just did some digging And like over their last 10 games They've been our best forwards In expected goals for percentage They've been It's obviously a small sample Only 10 games But uh, Mikhaev is second Among these forwards With the XGF of 63% expected goals for you And uh, Kerfoot was 61% So here's my thing About those three players
0: though We have a couple guys Pierre Engvall Alex Kerfoot uh, Ilya Mikhaev Those guys when they are on You notice them They're awesome because Kerfoot's a very... He's the opposite of the other two. But he's a smaller player. Decent sort of skater. Very hard worker. And he can generate those chances there. However, when they're off, they are off. They look totally lost out there. And you have to ask the question, have you played hockey before? Did we pick you up from freaking Westwood Arena after your men's league game to come here? Because you suck. They are very inconsistent. But when they're on, they're on. And I mean... Pierre Engval, to your point, I don't even know if you mentioned Pierre Engval. He's just in my head right now. But that's a guy. (laughs) Yeah, that's a guy that it seems like he starts really hot and then he floats off. And it's like, dude, like, you know, you're in the National League. Like, pay attention. And then they sit him, they give him a kick in the ass, and then he goes right back out there and he kicks some ass. So maybe this scratching does that for him. Maybe we see Pierre Engval. Probably not. I mean, the, the depth of the Leafs right now is incredible. So I think we've we've, we've nailed down this. Uh, you got one more?
2: Do you have any comments on the D-pairings?
0: On the D-pairings? I think they're very standard right now. Um, I really hope Sandine stays D-band. in when Bogosian comes back because Bogosian is taking that spot back a thousand percent. And then Dermott comes out, unfortunately. I mean, that's a guy you've been cheering for to take that next step for years. And he just seems like he... Hasn't quite done that yet, but Sandine does so many things better than Dermot. Where it's like, I'd really rather Sandine stay in.
2: I just really hope the coaching staff sees that as well. In my opinion, Sandine doesn't sit, other than whatever he sat for some cap reasons. From now on, for the, like the rest of his Leaf career, Didn't no more good. scratches. Play him, play, play him. Because even if you think Dermot is marginally better than him, which I don't, but yeah. if they think that the experience he will gain from playing in the playoffs. And it's not going to cost you. You know, if he gets to a point where he's costing you, then okay, put Dermot in. But for now, Sandine Bogosian. I think that's a good pairing. They play too. Them, they 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 play. They're playing safe minutes anyway. Exactly, and they also feed off each other pretty well, yeah. right? So that's that's what the only thing yeah, I wanted to say point. is I would like to see Sandine stay in the lineup. Please. Very much agree agreement with that one. So
0: taking a look, have you guys seen the Habs lines and what they've got? to we'll Roll
2: them off for the people.
0: So they've got first line right now Tatar, Dano, Gallagher, uh, Toffoli, Suzuki, Armia, Perry, Stahl, Anderson, Byron, Evans, Lekinen, and then the fifth line, the scratches, is Brolik, Kakenyemi, and Caulfield, and then on defense, Edmondson, Petrie, Kulak, Sherat, Romanov, Merrill, Gustafson, and then Victor Mete. Oh wait, you gave them away for free. Losers. <laughs> So, Pride of Woodbridge,
2: Ontario. I, I think we're all in agreement. It's good for the Leafs if Kokinemi and Caulfield aren't playing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Kakanyemi was decent in the the bubble last
0: year, which was a big surprise. But he's been off this year. He, he needs a a shot of confidence because third overall, and you're you got to get that kid going. But one thing I want to point out. Like just kind of off topic here but uh Alex Romanoff how many points did I say he had this year 6, Six. yeah and Rasmus Sandin had 4 in 9 games yeah. Romanoff played 54 games yeah. nice I, I like the way that Montreal fans talk about this guy it's like <laughs> he put up he put up uh, Brent Burns numbers circa what 16 17 was that he, when he had that monster year yeah. anyways that that i thought that was pretty interesting not that he's a bad player i think he's decent but uh, that that number kind of shocked me a little bit, but one thing I want to say about the Habs' lines here: so Gallagher and, per- and Price are actually doing conditioning stints in the AHL before they come back. They are playing Game One, but they're doing a little little conditioning stint in the Always Hungry League. So, uh one thing: like the Habs, it's it's very it's deep. However, when you look at it, it's like who's going to score your goals. Honestly, it's
2: like they have three third lines, and I don't mean that to be offensive, because I like a lot of the players they have, and a lot of them are young guys, like Nick Suzuki. I I was going to mention Cole Caulfield and Kinyemi, but apparently they're not going to play. But they don't have bad pieces. They're missing the guy they wanted to get, for example, Sebastian Ajo. They're missing a, even like a Taylor Hall. They're missing a guy who can really drive play off the rush. We know that the Habs are a pretty good five-on-five team. They're a good possession team. They got a lot of players who work yep. well together. They play responsible hockey. You know, they cycle the puck. And they I don't think they're a bad team at all. I actually think they're a, a, one of the better five-on-five teams in the league. They're just lacking any sort of... I am this going to come back to bite but, like, who's their game-breaker? Tafoli is a really Josh good player. Anderson, but Tafoli plays in that L.A. Kings mold, right? He's not a guy who's going to give you a lot necessarily off the rush. He can do it. He's good. But, he, you know, he's... He's more of like a... He's, he's a, a secondary pos- piece. Exactly. He's a possession player. For example... This is going to hot water. Who's better? Toffoli or William Nylander? Maybe Toffoli was better this year. Over the last five years, who's been better? Well, because Toffoli's shooting percentage this year was off the charts. Right. Like, the last couple of years, I'd say 100% William Nylander. So that's the co- the comparison. Like, William Nylander's our fourth best forward, and Toffoli, this year, the best player on the Habs. And I'm not saying that to shit on the Habs, because I actually like the Habs. I think... Like I said, they have some young pieces coming up. They've done a, a decent job adding players, some bad contracts, but that's okay. And again, they play well five on five. But they're, the style of play they play kind of does play into the Leafs' hands a little bit. Because they like the teams. I, I got to give credit to the head rat here for commenting on this. The teams that seem to really hurt the Leafs that aren't elite teams are the ones that can really score off the rush. Like, you've seen it against Winnipeg this year when the oh, Leafs have yeah. some sustained pressure. Then Ehlers and Connor whip down the ice two-on-one and score. Shot it's probably... Five happened. games against exactly. Columbus last year, exactly. too. Columbus, same thing. They got a, guys who can score with speed off the... Like, Montreal's not really that type of team. Montreal's a team that will, wants to have the sustained pressure exactly. and get a lot of shots on net volume-wise but not necessarily high-danger chance-wise. So, mm-hmm. again, I don't, I don't want to... Be be rude to the Montreal Canadiens, but they're they're a good team. But what I exactly mean, the, the, there's a huge talent here? gap here. I'm just gonna say it: there is a huge talent gap between the Leafs forwards and the Canadiens forwards. And so I'm gonna step. In. That's what we said last year against Columbus. <laughs> like this is where
0: I don't want to just like bang on the Habs too much because I don't know. Every year it seems like. We're supposed to win. <laughs> and then they don't. Last year, they are playing Columbus. They should have won that one easily. The year hearts. before, they're up 3-2 against Boston. Nope, they lose in seven there. The year before that, they're winning in game seven. Nope, then nothing happened there. They were actually up 2-1 against uh, Washington in that series. Nope, three straight rattled off. And then the dreaded 2013. So I'm going to say something nice about the Montreal Canadiens. A lot of people are saying, oh... Uh, price really saved them in the bubble last year no the team played well I watched a lot of that Philadelphia series that they had they outplayed Philadelphia they ran into a hot Carter Hart if they got Carter Hart from this year playing in between the pipes they probably sweeped them. They sweep them 100%. So they sweeped them 100 percent so like I think that this like the, the depth that they have is very good they have they as you pointed out before we started recording actually credit to you. They hit a lot. They're very physical, and which is crazy because they actually possess the puck more than 50% of the time. Their core is 54%. One of the
2: better 5-on-5 teams in the league. No doubt.
0: Yeah, 100%. But the one advantage that people aren't talking about that the Leafs have here, and it's big, coaching. <laughs> Sheldon oh, yeah. Keefe has a playoff series under his belt. He knows what he did wrong last year, and he's making up for it seemingly in these like by putting out these lines, it's showing me that he learned from his mistakes from last year. I, I didn't like what he did in game 5 there, mixing up those lines, throwing them in the blender like that. Again, the two minutes, to the fourth line, like Frederick Gauthier was in game one. Like, what are you smoking? Um, Mar- Martin Morinson going in. I would have liked to see Rasmus Sandin in there 110%, but I'm, I think he's, he's redeeming himself this year. And he's making those like he's Sheldon. Keep has balls mm-hmm. and he's making those decisions and he's just learning, hey, this didn't work. Okay, let's change it up. We're going to do this next time. So, Which, that's where I really like. Dominic Ducharme. Is that his name?
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. I just looked him up, yeah. I forgot.
0: I almost forgot that for a second. <laughs> People are not happy with them. No, not playing not. Cole Caulfield. Not playing Kasperi, Cock and Yummy in game one. That sounds like a horrible idea. Your team doesn't have goal scorers, so you're going to sit the kid that scores goals? Like, what do you do? And then if they start price game one, like, like, I, th- I'm sorry. I thought you were supposed to start the better goalie in the playoff series. Just insanity to me. So that's where I think, like Sheldon Keith, really has to take advantage of this this goal, uh, this coaching matchup here. You know, based on what we're seeing right now so far, so far so good from him. So let's hope that the in-game switches and changeups and mashups and timeouts that he takes are are optimal as
2: well. So one other thing I want to add is that an underrated important thing this is in every sport but especially in hockey as we've seen in Toronto you need to have that symmetry between your GM and your coach it has to be on all flowing everyone's agreeing I'm sure there's obviously healthy discussion and disagreement in any management group but I I recall you know from how I understood it Bergevin wanted Julian they got Claude Julian he was his guy that's his coach you listen to the rumors that are coming around right now about Bergerman, it's like, I don't know. They were happy with him last year, not happy how they've been this year. I wonder if, not that Ducharme is not necessarily his guy, because I'm sure he has, still has a role in hiring him, but, I mean, come on. If I'm Mark Bergerman, I drafted Cole Caulfield. I drafted Kotkaniemi. These were high picks for me. These are lottery picks, basically, right? I'm sure he wants those guys in the lineup. So, I, I wonder if there's... A, this is a little speculation. I wonder if there's a little disconnect between what the GM wants and what the yeah. coach wants here.
1: And I, I, I haven't really seen too much of Montreal recently, other than when, than when they've played the Leafs, but has Cod Kanyemi really played himself out of the lineup? Has Eric Sall really been that Eric has been like terrible for them. Actually. It's, it's, it's kind of crazy that he's not, playing, not going with these guys. I think there was a quote that he said he wanted to go with the guys with more experience, and yeah, I, I know a that. couple of Montreal Canadiens fans Two on Twitter. Two goals, were one assist, in, in three on points
0: in 21 games for Eric Stahl. Doesn't, yeah. Like I and has Cock- been horrible, though, too. That's true. But but just, the experience comment is just so, like, ah.
1: mm-hmm. brother, what are you doing?
2: <laughs> Little Mike Babcock bias. <laughs> <vibes. laughs> oh, yeah. oh, We're God. not talking
1: about him. He's Who? gone. Who? 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 Never heard of him. Sorry. All right. Um,
0: I think, so, I think we've, we've gone over this in every sort of way. Um. Where do you think Montreal can kind of gain an edge on the Leafs? Because as we've I pretty, I think we've covered it. Like the Leafs, better offense, better defense, better goaltending.
1: Where do you think Montreal kind of pushes them? I'm gonna go for a hot take here and say that the Montreal Canadiens have more, will have more special teams goals than the Leafs. I don't know how hot that mm-hmm. is, but I'm gonna talk saying power play and penalty kill combined. Okay. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if we gave up a couple of PK or uh, penalty kills. Based goal. on what we've seen so far, yeah. Sure. It's, um, I hope not, but. <laughs> but I think that's where they can get the edge. Maybe is in the special teams. Uh, we also still don't know how what, what our PK is going to look like. Are we going to start like if we do? St- are we going to start off with Marner and Hyman? Or are we going to start off with Nash, Bellino? Bellino yeah. Are those question. guys going to play penalty kill? I, I don't know. I assume so. I that's assume the, so too. That's why you bring them in, right? Yeah, I haven't
0: seen. I haven't seen anything yet. But that's a good. That's a good point there. Um, I think Craig Button had an interesting point about this. He was saying, uh-huh. oh. Montreal currently sitting right now, they're saying, oh, if we get a good performance from Cole Caulfield, if he comes out and plays as he should, if Eric Stahl plays as he should, Corey Perry, Josh Anderson, if they play up to that level, and then Carey Price is out of this world unreal good, then Leafs have an issue here. However, what if you say that about the Leafs? What if Austin <laughs> Matthews comes out and plays as he should? He's going he's gonna to put up 14 goals in this series. <laughs> so, I honestly minus 300 which is what bodog currently has the leafs at right now i feel like is very high probably juiced but it's kind of appropriate because
2: the leafs just they have more they it's, have, it's hard for leafs fans to to, to say it because this. of what they just said they're a they, massive massive favorite in the series massive favorite and deservedly so they have a better roster they've played better this year they've dominated montreal in the season series what else do you need Pretend you weren't in Toronto. You'd look yeah. at this series like you're looking at Colorado. Really, you would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just hard for us to do that. <laughs> the trust. It's hard to give trust.
0: We're looking at, what was it, the 92 Bulls? <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that, Just right. from my homer you're sta- right. my Homer standpoint, you're right. that's what and I'm looking at. A- another
2: thing I want to bring up is it, imagine we go back about a month and a half, two months, and going into game one against Montreal, unquestioned that Jack Campbell is a starting goalie. It's crazy. This was a debate Up until I would say About two weeks ago In my opinion From mm-hmm. what I saw on Twitter Maybe three weeks ago I don't but know why but I <laughs> want, like, Let's give some credit To Jack Campbell He started extremely hot And he faced a little bit Of a downturn which He is, had
0: a week Where he had an 837 percent. percentage was, He did not
2: play well And what did he do He responded well he Responded very well He responded very well And, I, I right. just, and I, I'm going into A playoff series Against Carey Price I feel like we have A goaltending advantage We definitely do just, just throwing that out there like it's crazy so
0: what actually scared me i'm gonna throw this in here because i'm gonna or else i'm just gonna forget and it's gonna go into the abyss i was watching so right now Corey schneider is backing up for the islanders i just see way too many parallels between the careers of Corey schneider and frederick anderson right now the injuries are taking a toll i feel like on fred i haven't like people are like, oh uh, going into the last game i I'm not really looking at the goals against. I really want to see his movements and if he's comfortable. You're not a goalie. You don't know what you're looking at. This <laughs> is like me looking at the stonks and being like, ah, very good. AMC, yeah. No, like he didn't look that good. Like I almost debate, should he be the backup right now? He question. didn't look very good against the with the Marlies. And he didn't look that great against Otto. He looked okay, but it kind of like could have been better.
1: He led in a few bad ones, but so, also seemed a little Still unlucky. has another
0: I week of practice, but you know. I don't know about that one. Jack Campbell's the man. If he's not the man, we got a r- freaking
1: issue. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Hopefully Riddich is then, right? Exactly. Oh, exactly. Let's get into this
0: Oilers <laughs> Jets real quick. Let's touch on this one. Who do you guys like for this series? uh I think I, I, I don't think to... we actually said who we got in the Leafs series, but uh, I'm I think we all got. Yeah. 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 I, 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 so I, I all say to I, a Leafs. I don't <laughs> want to
2: make the prediction and be wrong for what? How many times have we done this? So maybe the third or fourth time we've come on the pod, third time we've come with playoff previews. Yeah, super confident in the Leafs. Oh, they're gonna be good. Not last year, oh Columbus, oh, well, that didn't go so well. But yeah, I think deservedly so confident. In yeah. I think Jason has a. Hot take about the Jets. So Oilers. I,
1: I, I, think a lot of people are saying that the Oilers. It's clear, clear as day that the Oilers are gonna are gonna take the series. But I think it's a lot closer than most people think. Honestly, um, I, I just, honestly, obviously, McDavid is McDavid. You can't like it's it's tough to beat that guy. But Mc- I, Jesus Christ! I mean. <laughs> but uh, for like. Really, after McDavid and Drysaddle, the Oilers we all, we know what they are. They're ooh. they're an AHL team almost. They don't really have that good of depth. Like, Let, let's be honest, guys. Ryan Nugent Hopkins wasn't able was, I think, put up thirty points playing with McDavid. How is that even yeah. possible in fifty six games? I had him in fantasy. I know I was very cheesed about it. How how oh. is that? How do you not score more points with the guy who just scored one hundred and five points in fifty six games? Residuals. It's in, it was insane. He was also a minus player as well. I'm not a big plus minus guy, but you're on the ice with freaking Connor McDavid. It's not that hard to be a plus player. I, but I hate plus stats. Connor Sorry. McDavid dragged Tyson
0: Berry to be like the top scoring <laughs> defenseman in the league like yeah. just brother just touch the puck and then leave it for him it was like when Jamel Smith was playing on my brother's double A team just just leave it for Jamel he touch <laughs> it and then leave it to him he's gonna score 35 and 52
1: and not, big not I think you're team.
2: underrating Ryan Nugent-Hopkins. So,
1: okay no, I'm, not, I'm not saying Go guys on. I'm not saying he's bad Go Like on. obviously he's still a good player a little bit of an egregious comment calling them all AHL but they don't really have that much so their depth guys. right now is James Neal Gatenhaas
0: Alex Chieson whose skating is awful That's some of the worst skating I've ever seen Joachim Nygaard, jo, Jujar Kahara. I don't know why I
2: tripped up on that one.
1: And Josh Archibald. So. No, their bottom six is the
2: worst in the league. No, yeah. no one's going to debate
1: that. And their their defensive core isn't that good either. They've been Nine. propped up a lot this year by Mike Smith, who's played out of his mind, honestly, and, and oh, way better yeah. than he has in almost all of his career. Um, oh, and not, you're missing this. Uh, mm. He Mike smith was a very good goalie at one time he's also 40 though guys right like yeah he, like, he
0: came back he had a big bounce back year i know what you're saying he's
1: he's been really good for them and i just i just question if he i, I i'm sure he does he, he keep it going does he keep it going exactly and, and against a really really potent offense from from uh, winnipeg they got a sh- strong top six some buffoons are saying better than the least i don't think it's better than the least but they they got a good top six out there, and they can score goals. Like they can, sc- like you guys said, they can score off the rush. They're they're a team that can do that. And the the main thing for me though in this series, besides all those points, is Connor Hellebuck. I think he might be one of, if not the best goalie in the world. Vasilevsky definitely top, has a claim on three. that. But I think it's Vasilevsky and Hellebuck are are neck and neck almost. They're they are insane and. I don't I think know. He could steal this series. I, I, th- I think Hellebuck is 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 gonna be. it will be able to steal this series, and I, I don't I just don't see Edmonton providing any secondary scoring for McDavid, and I I don't know. What do you guys think? You do you
2: me. need to you- when he contributes to four goals a night?
1: <laughs> so
0: you're talking about the Oilers' depth. I'm not in love with the Jets' yeah. depth. Yeah. Dominic Toninato, Adam Lowry, overrated. Mason Appleton, Jansen Harkins, Nate Thompson, Trevor Lewis. Jansen Harkins, Nate Thomas, Trevor Lewis is an AHL line. Yeah. I'm not going to glorify that. The defense is worse mm-hmm. than what the Oilers have. I'm not going to lie there. Um, but, yeah, then as you mentioned, they got uh, they got Connor Hellebuck in there who I'm a huge fan of. But even the second line, like Perot, Stasny, and Pierre-Luc Dubois.
1: I think Ehlers is going to come, come in.
0: And the Ehlers is coming there. back. Yeah, That's yeah, right. Yeah. That's what this is missing. Yeah. So... I don't know. Pierre Luc Dubois looks like he doesn't he's like playing horrible. hockey. Yeah, Can we talk
2: about him? Because everyone in Toronto <laughs> last year thought he was, you know, the next coming, awesome. the next pop, coming of Ryan ass. Getzlaff. He, he played great in a five-game series, in two games of a five-game series, no doubt. But I mean, this guy's been an absolute, utter disappointment for them. They're lucky that they had stat, they got stats cheap from Vegas because he's been what people wanted Dubois to be, to be for them. He's played against other teams' top lines. He's been a responsible. Player for them. Been good this year. Dubois has it. I disagree with you. I don't think Winnipeg is going to win. I think Edmonton's going to win. I know pretty you pretty hate Sunday it. Actually. You hate Winnipeg. Winnipeg, I. I will, again, I know they did pretty well against the Leafs. From my, just my personal viewing of the North Division, they scared me almost less than any other team, honestly. Wow. They, like you said, they had a lot of rush chances, but even look at the numbers. They are a bottom five team in the league in expected goals bottom five right now i can tell you exactly why they they were able to make the playoffs they're number one in power play goals per 60 oh they're number one in penalty kill goals per 60. they've ha- rode good special teams and they've rode a really good goal one a couple thing- of good boys Larry. Yeah, you're right he was good too Laurent was very good but one thing we know about the playoffs too there's less power plays Right? Okay. Something to consider. And we've seen a lot of teams in the past come in on the back of their power play that, you know what? You got you to gotta play five on five in the playoffs. Yeah. And I have another point to make. And I, this is not hyperbole. Shout out to Overdrive, Al's brother. They did a rankings of the most dominant athletes in their sport. Connor McDavid is the most dominant athlete in team sports. I'm not, gonna, not including individual. Okay. Yeah. He is the most dominant athlete in team sports right now. And I'm going to on top of that, the difference between him and the second best player in the league, no offense to our boy Austin Matthews, who's spectacular, is greater than any other sport. McDavid, to the second best guy, is he's far and away, in my opinion, the best player in the league. And you know what? I'll bet on that guy. And yeah. he's playing at a level right now. I, I In my life, watching hockey, I've never seen anything like it.
0: It's it's up there with
2: Gretzky right now. Right, I think it's even probably
0: even better. This this last what twelve game stretch that he's Insane. been on has been out of this world. ERA adjusted, it's in It's he's like second all time ERA adjusted points. Yeah, below is... Howie Morenz. Little... <laughs> and
2: it's the other thing you mentioned, you kind of disrespected Mike Smith. Give him credit. He Played great this year. Looked better. And you know what? That's been a struggle for them for a while. Cam Talbot came in. He was pretty yeah. good. Maybe they actually underrated him a bit. You know what I mean? He had a one bad year, kind well, of. Dumped he had off. one
0: good year. He had a no, yeah, team I, year, I, but then I, it's just after that they came back down to your to Exactly, earth, and then it's kind of tough to play behind that. And then he, he redeemed himself a little bit in Calgary. He was decent, and then we saw what he did today with the Wild. Mike Mike Smith. What I have liked more about him this year. So he's a big goaltender. He's about what six five, I want to say. He moves very well, and his movements are very eccentric. Think something along the lines of like Pecorine. Mm-hmm. And what I didn't like in the past couple, over the past couple of years, it was very floppy. I found that yeah. he was just it was it looked like his core strength was just gone. Uh, and that happened in the tail end of Calgary and it carried over last year. But we saw some good stretches from him last year. I feel like this offseason really benefited him. And Jason Spezza actually said on Wally Mathot, like this offseason really benefited him. He had that extra time to bring his body back up to speed. And I I Pretty sure he said he didn't think he would be as good as he was if they didn't have that extended offseason. I feel like Mike Smith really took advantage of it and looks a lot better. So I think Mike Smith carries that performance into the playoffs. I'm going with the Oilers minus 180 on this one. I I mean I it's just in my head it's so tough to bet against Leon dryson and Connor McDavid. They're gonna put the puck in the net regardless. arvey has been solid this been year solid. too. That was a welcome back, but but yeah. Uh, despite the the deficiencies, I mean, the bottom six of these two teams just sucks.
2: But <laughs> there's some goal scores oh, yeah. in this. I, was, I, I hope absolutely. these games are all. It'll, be, five, fun. Right? it'll be fun. It'll be. It'll maybe be. Maybe it'll be a little like Pittsburgh Philly from back in the day. Oh, I watch that. Houlton, maybe yeah, not as physical, but no. No. The other thing is, uh, everyone talked about obviously Edmonton's depth and their defense depth specifically as their weakness. Winnipeg might be the only team with worse depth oh, yeah. defensemen oh, yeah. or defensemen overall than Edmonton. They have the worst defense score of any playoff team. It's not even close. So
0: Yeah. And to go off of what you were saying with expected goals and everything. So expected goals is essentially, like, based on the number of chances and shots that you put forth and what you get against you. Like, that's the amount of goals that were expected to go against. To explain that stat. The Winnipeg Jets, in terms of expected goals, where did they go? Were sixth worst in the league. At one point, that was third worst, I want to say, below. Yeah all non-playoff team so among the playoff teams they are the worst for expected goals four they are where did they go 10th worst in the team in the league
2: which is interesting because people talk about how good their top six is so how so is that people
0: talk about their depth like i've had to correct that it's like these guys aren't like paul stasny should not be a second line center that means you have if he is that means you have an issue and everyone's lifting it because that was goal. that goal was nasty. This series between the we are getting sidebar
2: about Panthers Lightning quick.
0: The... We're sidebar barbell... about yeah exactly. We are getting some of the best hockey you will see this year in Florida. Who would have thunk Florida? <laughs>
2: and the the arena is absolutely bumping. What do they there. say? The, the... States, Minnesota is like the state of hockey, right? Yeah, I mean, we might have to change that to Florida. <laughs> Honestly, this is crazy. It's just so much good hockey is being played. If they can develop, like, I mean,
0: there are a lot of former players that are staying there. They could develop something. And
2: you know what? They're not even fair weather fans. We've we've gone to, we've all gone to Tampa Bay Lightning games. They've got a legit fan base mm-hmm. there. They've set something up so
0: well there. And if the Panthers can replicate what they have there, the getting other getting things around the arena when there's nothing around the arena yeah nobody's going to want to
2: go shout out ottawa center shout out the oh Magic.
0: my god that was a disaster when i went there that was just so bad and then just the fact that clark MacArthur still had a big banner there oh, he hadn't played come in on. over a year it was like come what on you holy smokes you had a year to change this <laughs> figure it out and he still yeah. wants to get fans it's in canada in. too it's just like dude if i wasn't such a huge Leafs fan i'd be complaining about just how brutal the, the half hour uber is back to the, the hotel in <laughs> ottawa where things are but anyways so you're going with edmonton i Jason, got, going I got with... i'm gonna say
2: edmonton in four or five i think it's gonna wow. be quick
0: okay okay and then you're going i'm gonna going take winnipeg in six i'm going edmonton in six um the one thing I like about the Jets, though, just to say one thing nice about the Jets, <laughs> their finishing ability off the rush that they have from Nick Ehlers, especially and Kyle Connor, Mark Shifley, is incredible. Those guys can rip
2: the puck and really play. Which is really, if you look at, okay, we're looking at the numbers, obviously, not they're not a high expected goals for a team, but there's the difference right there. Yeah. Is that those guys are shooting and scoring from shots I that aren't this, expected yeah, to be goals. Exactly. exactly. explained this last episode, yeah. that's
0: the difference between a – a uh, high expected goals for team and low exp- low goals for versus a low expected goals for a team and a high goals for is that that the actual player themselves ab- ability to put the puck in the net
2: because all yeah. shots are not created equal. If Matthews uh, gets a shot from the same spot as Kerfoot.
0: I mean,
1: <laughs> uh,
0: Kerfoot. Oh my god, this year against the Jets that one game oh yeah that was just brutal figure it
2: out oh well, yeah so that's that's one thing that may yeah. carry the Jets you know yeah, yeah. just their pure scoring talent up front with those three guys and specifically Shifley, Ehlers and Connor so we'll see alright
0: well, let's huh. get into some submitted takes that we got here um I'll play the the voice note that we got where are we here or I got a playoff hot take Vegas loses in the first round and Toronto Maple Leafs make it to the Stanley Cup final. This guy's a New York Rangers fan too. Okay. So well, that was awesome to see. Um, I think he's in some sort of gym. I don't know where that possibly was. Possibly a hockey rink. Yeah, <laughs> something was going on he, there.
2: Probably funny. not in Ontario then. No, he's not. Okay, okay, I, I don't sense. think so. So you can probably tee it up on the weekend. Sorry, okay.
1: Well, yeah. No, we're not going to start. Alright, let's go.
0: Um, I like it. I, honestly, I think the Wild are they uh, they are more a deeper team than Vegas, I want to say. I, I mean...
2: No? No, they're, they're definitely deeper, but it's like the talent. It's still, uh, Vegas is much more. Yeah. I with agree. Wild roll for a good line. is why we again, didn't do the full NHL. <laughs> no, but the the thing about Vegas, is true, is their center depth is not the typical center depth of a, depth of an elite team. But that's
0: like is Chandler Stevenson actually like good? No, but, but also
2: the reason is Mark Stone plays the role of like what a mm-hmm. two way center, center is. Would be, right. True. It's almost like when Martin St. Louis
1: was with Tampa Bay, uh, in, with Stamkos in those later years, mm-hmm. where yeah. he like kind of took the role of a centerman. Even though Stamkos guy. took yeah. those yeah, draws, he kind of played
2: as a center and.
1: Samples was able to almost play as a winger.
2: Now he's a winger. So. But so what do you, th- I mean, we saw Minnesota win game I one today. I, I, I honestly, I was picking Minnesota to win that, that series there. Um,
0: just it seems like Vegas can't put the puck in there. I don't know what's going on with Vegas in the playoffs. Just like just God looks up, down upon them and frowns and says, Nope, you're not scoring goals today. They shoot a lot. Shout out to Andre Fleury. He was awesome, awesome. today. Awesome. awesome today. Hopefully awesome. they can hang on. I like that take. I'm just going to say it. I like
2: mm-hmm. it. I mean, I think you're onto something with Vegas, too, because they struggled with a similar style team last year in Dallas. So right? mm-hmm. they
0: don't what I find is they don't score those messy kind of goals, sort of like there's going to be another fight in that game, which is gonna be <laughs> awesome. They don't score like those messy type of goals. I found that it was similar to what the Leafs offense was against Columbus, where it's very mm. the goalie. can If the goalie can see the puck. And if he's able to get set for the shot there, he's going to stop it. This is the National League. You're not playing against farts. Like, so that's where they can generate all these good chances, but I call them almost fake mm-hmm. good chances because it's not it's not that Wayne Simmons with his ass up in your face and then the puck gets tipped in and it's in.
1: Yeah, like it's they're almost like inverse Winnipeg, where where they're like, like you said, they're they're a good expected goals for team, but they can't finish. Like not that they can't finish, but they're not as good finishers as, like, yeah, like they're just not as good finishers. They got Stone and Pacioretty, Mm
0: -hmm. who are awesome offensive players. But that series is going to be very close. But I mean, why not? Why not
2: the Wild? One interesting thing that I also saw, Dom. From the athletic that we keep we He does on. a great job. <laughs> Point out on. is that we don't really know how much the season head to head will carry over to the playoffs this year because usually we kind of ignore it because teams what is it, four or five games.
0: There's injuries, there's four or five games this year, it's though. We've had such an extended
2: look, and the wild pretty much dominated the season series. Yeah. So I wonder I again it's hard to tell if that's something you put a lot of value into. But, again, this year, maybe a little point. more value you put onto just because of the extra games that they've played against each other compared to a normal season. Another thing I wanted to point out, Joe, is when you're talking about the wild depth, I'm looking, again, just at their team. If you go off uh, Dom's uh, GSVA, which is basically his own personal Border. wins above uh, replacements, yeah. that. he gives a value to each player. Go through the entire Minnesota Wild roster, 12 forward, 60 goalie. They don't have a single player that's in the negative. Which is very impressive. Every single player on their team is a positive GSVA or a positive value player. Oh, yeah. There's nobody that's, you know, other than Kaprizov and, you know, they have good defensemen. Nobody's, like, there's no, obviously, Matthews, Marner, Mark Stone. Fial is a nice player. Yeah, they've done a good job of putting, you know, they kind of seem like a souped-up version of Montreal, honestly. Like, And another thing I want to point out about them is if you look at their expected goals... They're, they're a really good team in terms of suppressing high quality shots. So if you look, they're 18th in the league in shot attempts against. So not good. But they're 5th in the league in expected goals against, which tells me that they do a good job of limiting scoring chances and limiting high danger chances. So that might play into what Vegas wants to do. Is Their team likes to get the puck to the net a lot. But again, if, if the Wild might give you that, they might say, okay, you take your perimeter shot. That's fine. We don't want you to get to those high-danger areas, which is kind of what Dallas did to Vegas last year, right? Finally, mm-hmm. now they have an NHL goalie. Exactly. last year, they had two <laughs> exactly.
0: ECHL goalies playing for which,
2: them. Which is why you look at the shots after the first period. It was 20-5 to five or whatever. But, again... The
0: Wild got some great chances. The Wilds got great chances. Power was so
2: awesome today. Who knows? I, I think that's going to be a tight
0: series. Which is sidebar one thing I cannot wait is for people to tweet out the same percentages of the goalies from after to... after the yeah after like one game oh, oh yeah. Jack mm-hmm. Campbell has a 900 thank you yeah. no way you can do grade 8 math like, <laughs> this doesn't matter explain what happened a little bit no you can't that's why
2: so you know I, I like that hot take honestly I like, I, it. I like it a lot I, I think the Wild have a chance his second hot take I think we're like purposefully about, <laughs> about the Leafs uh, I and mean he
0: tweeted after forgot this is a Leafs page Yeah, so <laughs> funny um the second one we got Let's here. Uh Leafs will absolutely work the North Division before getting whacked by American teams, unfortunately. Also, if the Leafs don't make it far this playoff run, do you see Dubas having to make a big splash in the market for a new guy? Question mark. And that's from Mark
1: patero He's a fan of the show, he told me. Good. Shout out, Mark. Shout out Mark. <laughs> So let's go with the first part. There it was uh, we're gonna the, the Leafs will steamroll the, uh, the Canadian which kind of ties which,
0: into that everyone thinks that the Canadian division is weak. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Uh,
1: I don't think they're as weak as everyone thinks they are. I think just Tor- Toronto is actually a good team, and it's tough because we we honestly I think it's cut partially our fault as Leafs fans because we have always hyped up the Leafs. But oh, yeah. this is this yeah, team they, is like i Nylander like crosses <laughs> the blue line,
0: you're gonna get twenty t- tweets about it. Yeah, Come but on, sorry,
1: I, I feel like we. This is, but like, I feel like as a Leafs fan, everyone knows this. This is easily the the best team we've ever had. We also say that every year, but like, this is, this is, it's true this year. I promise. I swear. I swear. I swear.
0: swear. (laughs) We got everything. We got old man analytics, whereas we got great, and we got experience and we got toughness and we got goal scoring ability. We got some size. And we we got some size and we, we please the analytics crowd Mm -hmm. as well. It's just such a good blend. But,
2: so I, I, I understand what, I mean, that's become the narrative, right? You got, anonymous NHL player that's probably Drew Doughty talking about how the Leafs don't play defense they beat up on the North whoever whoever they play you know they'll dominate but that's a great thing that is the ultimate great unknown of the NHL season this year a lot of people have complained about I I agree it got a little stale playing the same teams Mm -hmm. but man in that final four when those teams play against each other for the first time it'll be something to watch it'll be it'll be really fun because you'll have contrasting styles, and to the, you know you could scout a team as much as you want, but when you haven't played against them, it's,
0: yes, yeah. it's... and it's not like like the Leafs didn't get to play against. Did you see the Anaheim Ducks and LA Kings rosters by the oh end of the year, gosh. especially? <laughs> That, those were terrible. Those are the easiest bets to make ever.
2: I believe Vegas went eight and zero against Anaheim and eight and zero against Los Angeles. Not mistaken. Look so I'm at all the teams they got to play. Yeah.
0: Buffalo. Buffalo was just such a fart fest <laughs> this year. I watched Buffalo for some reason a few times. It just looked like they got a bunch of people off the street, or that their team was just like, like just not interested. Like this is men's league. It was incredible. at least s- didn't get to play them 10 times.
1: <laughs> yeah, even San Jose, a guy who couldn't even crack like, our roster, is playing on their first, first line, Bravanov And he's. congrats on him getting that new contract. Yeah, Always good right. to see that.
0: But. And on top of that, like the worst team in the North was the Ottawa Senators. After that 1-12 start no, that they scrabby. had, the one win came against the Leafs. <laughs> and difficult. they beat uh, the 5-1. I'm like, um, all right, I'm just going to stop it right there. But they, they were above 500 team. Mm-hmm. Like They were not bad. They were very scrappy, They're which scrappy. is funny I... because usually scrappy teams, it's low events, low goals for, low goals against. I liked watching Ottawa because it was low. It was just a big yeah. cluster of just goals going both ways. If they had, if they got like league average goaltending, they would have been so much more dangerous this year. Matt Murray's, started the year and looks in his face like he smoked 4,000 cigarettes this off season. And he just forgot that he actually had to play hockey after signing that contract. So it'll be interesting to see them next year. But that's aside from the fact. The second, the second point in that, that question was very like, what if I, I hate talking about it yeah. because it's like,
2: we don't want to manifest that.
0: Exactly. I don't want to put that into the universe, but what do they do? I think a drastic trade has to come. It would like, probably yeah. I
2: think I think it would be Morgan Riley. I think so too.
0: Morgo? Yeah. I don't think he breaks up that big four. That's no. my guess.
2: Well, why you don't need to. They played well. They played fantastic. Well, again, we don't know yeah. what happens in the great unknown yeah. situation. Like yeah. what if the I don't want to go through these
0: scenarios. They had deficiencies last year. That's that was in the form mm-hmm. of depth going into the playoffs. They addressed it, I think, very well this offseason. They got that great experience. They got that grip from Wayne Simmons. I mean, last year it looked like with fans, even the Leafs were playing a little bit uninspired. Certain games, you remember that? I think it was on November 20th or 18th or something like that, where they played against Pittsburgh and got worked in. Kazmir Castellanos' first NHL yeah. game. They they looked like they just didn't want to be there. Now they got energy guys like Wayne Simmons to wake them up. Joe Thornton to wake them up. In a year with no fans, they looked much more inspired than they did they last did. year no,
2: not as many blown lead so
0: but it's gonna be tough to just go back to the same thing if it doesn't work again in the playoffs you're gonna get pressure from everywhere now. the
2: other thing though it's like okay
0: who do you go out there and
2: get? Exactly. It's always, all trade Nylander, trade Mark, whoever. gets Getzlaff, Corey Perry. no unite those two. But That'd again, if you want to... What, are well, you going to trade Nylander for a draft pick? How does that
1: help the no, team? No, that won't... Uh, that would not work. Like, enough. what are we doing? There, there is we need a, to win now. There, There is a big right-handed defenseman who is uh, UFA coming up this year, Dougie Hamilton, who would obviously that a wow. trade would be required to clear up the cap space for him, who I would... I mean... They all
0: take him. He's a great player. <laughs> if the rumors were true that the Leafs were interesting
1: Petro last year, I mean... I don't see why they I wouldn't know, take a splash for him, yeah.
2: I think they're always going to be in the market oh, yeah, for these guys. Should, as, they they be, as they should be. As
1: they rightfully should be. So...
2: And they do have a little caps... Whatever. I don't want to get at this. But, yes, I actually... To go to his point, I think it is probably more possible this year than any of the previous years. Yeah, mm-hmm. because you this got is the last strong. And you also <laughs> have the added expansion draft element, oh, yeah. right? Oh, Which always kind of muddies the waters. Yes. I mean, remember, last expansion draft offseason was absolutely insane for the Vegas Yeah. One, right? So, oh, we were luckily good enough to miss. They couldn't take any of our players. Yeah. I think they got who they got. Leipzig? Leipzig. Brendan Leipzig. Oh, gosh. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Where's Never mind. In <laughs> He's in the K.
0: And then we got one more, which is actually quite interesting from Alec. I don't know. He's a teacher, so I don't want to say his full name. Um, but my cousin's husband actually told me. Leafs will He's a Red Wings fan, but he said Leafs will play three goalies this series. And honestly, it's unfortunately entirely possible. If something happens to Jack Campbell, I mean, what do you have? Knock on wood, but what do you have in Frederick Anderson? Is he back up to 100%? And if not, then you got Big Save Dave back there as well. I mean, to think three goalies in one playoff series is very crazy. I mean, Colorado did it. How many goalies did they play? I think they played – did they play four? Hutchinson, Pavel Fransuz, French, French, and um, Grubauer. So, they played three. I mm-hmm. believe it was three in that series. So, and it's not thing, out yeah. of this world, but, like, it's, it's a scary possibility. I
2: mean, look at what just happened. I mean, Craig Anderson. I don't even think people knew Craig Anderson was on the Capitals.
0: I did somehow, but
2: <laughs> no, so did I. But
0: like, I didn't know that he had played this year. Yeah, I thought he hadn't played, and it was like his first time playing in like two years, kind of thing.
1: So but. like,
2: you can't say it's impossible when literally the first game of the playoffs, <laughs> first game, <laughs> even
1: New York, eh? Uh Who was it? Um, so- Rorke played for them today. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I mean, and their Rorkin backup, played. like you said, was
2: Corey Schneider. Mm-hmm. Corey Schneider stinks. All.
1: Hasn't played a game this year. I, I, he I'm
0: four in the AHL. He had like an 8-15 save percentage. He was on the NBC desk
2: like six months ago he <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as an analyst. Really but
0: weird. I just hope that Jack Campbell. That's all i Not going. You don't want to talk about a couple of these things that were brought up, but um, that's what people want to hear. I guess.
1: Do you guys think there's a three, pos- good,
0: three good submissions there? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm.
1: Do you think there's a possibility that? Uh, no I word, but like the we play three goalies just because of how our goalies have performed, or do you think the only way I think the, I think the only goalies? way will be injury? That's yeah,
0: that's my opinion there. Oh. Knock on
1: wood, knocking everyone, knock on wood, please. All
0: right, three good submissions there to mm-hmm. finish it off. Um, the internet, as we know, in the playoffs is going to be overanalyzing everything. Um, after like the next episode, we are going to bring up some more of the stuff, but. In the first period of the first game, we got the biggest fart brain comment I have heard in a long time from Kelly Rudy. I gotta go in on this. Oh my god! What are like? It looked like someone literally put a gun to his head and said, "You have to say this," because that was so bad, dude. You're a goalie. Like, how did you come up with this thing? He's not prepared for this game. Like. Like, this had to have been forced upon them. There's no way a sane human thinks that uh, the that, uh, what's his was not ready and just like this is not Mensley. He didn't roll into the arena 15 minutes before after having a couple of brewskis on his on his porch there. 100. I don't. I don't know where that came from. That was the stupidest. Co- I like Kelly Rudy. That was a very
2: stupid comment. Yeah. Can I ask a question? Like, is that not like one of the most common goalie injuries too? Yes. That's Absolutely. that's the part that confused me It's like You're saying Oh you can't You can't pull a muscle I mean these guys are stretching Way more than any other it position happens. In basically any other sport
0: Do you see the ways That they have to bend their body <laughs> He, he does there? a split
2: I can't do one third of a split Like what yeah. do you mean I've got I, I, That seems like I would be like Ah oh, that sucks for him It's his first playoff start And he He got he hurt, got hurt. hurt. Try, like, like, Trying his to make a career save playoffs. The other thing is He's saying like Oh it was a shot He should have had And then he extended like why does that matter? He got hurt. Like, he's trying to <laughs> save it. Try, Do you, you want him to that. not try and save yeah, it? I like, should understand. he
1: just let it in next time? Like, what?
0: <laughs> that yeah, was In weird. honor of his buddy Samson. Like, I'm not going to play well this game. And then they won. Boston only scoring one on Craig Anderson. Nice. Which is funny then, because then Craig Anderson comes off the bench cold. Like, he's totally cold and gets thrown into an NHL game with no warm-up, which is just utterly insane. And then he doesn't get injured. He's 38. It's just random, random chance. Yeah. So... That was weird. And then my second point, Barstool coming out with easily the worst shirts I have ever seen. It looks, these shirts look like, I don't know, have you seen them? No, surely. They look like it's something you get from a tacky gift shop. I don't know who thought of this on that team, but they are absolutely terrible. Uh, I gotta pull this up for you, but like it which says our it? It, it says our year and it's got a leaf. Oh yeah, and, and then all it's the leaf got years? all the the crossed out years behind it. But it's like, are those even years that they made the playoffs? Like, <laughs> but also, like, 2010, 2011 was
2: not our year. Two thousand nine like, two
0: thousand ten was not our year. I'll tell you that for free. No
2: offense, but which? What leaf fan is saying this? What, what leaf fan is buying that? If you're level headed, you're gonna jinx them. Don't oh, buy yeah, a don't, shirt that don't. says our year before the playoffs started. No, yeah. The yeah. design is horrible. It's all the years crossed off, and then it says twenty twenty one at the bottom, as if that's the year they win. I don't know. I'm not buying that. in them. are you nuts? Like that's just—it's just awful. They have some—they have some good shirts, but some really bad. Yeah, like those know. guys who get the twenty twenty
1: one cup winner title. Oh, yeah. Oh my god. And then it's just <laughs> one guy was a
0: Cowboys fan once. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that was embarrassing. I don't even know if they made the playoffs. Probably no, they did, not. But they did, but they—they they lost. I don't know. Anyways. I've gone through everything. I think we crushed this one. Oh, Top. Yeah. This is the best episode we've ever recorded. Any the any final thoughts? The quality is going to yeah. be the quality of this episode far and above over everything we put out. Um, uh, my final thoughts. I'm ready. Let's <laughs> do it. I'm
2: so ready. We've been waiting.
0: We 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 and we gotta wait till Thursday. <laughs> <So> we won't <laughs> even the get that. Thing.
2: But oh. you know what? I, again, just you gotta hope. That's it. You gotta hope. You Gotta hope. Right. They're, they're a better team, so we'll see what happens. But. If anyone's
0: trashing the Habs and saying Leafs are gonna win by 50, you have bigger balls than I, because I did I say
2: that? I, I honestly seem like I'm harsh on the Habs. I actually nah, like the People Habs on Twitter that
0: I've seen, it's just I don't know how you say that. But the last, last, last thing, May 22nd, um, my girlfriend said to me about a month ago, hey, what was that event you did last summer? You did a big gamble and you lost. And I said, what, Monday? She said, no, uh, it was an event in the summer. Yeah, you got to be more specific when you (laughs) say
2: big gamble and loss. There's a lot of instances.
0: She just said, no, there was a big gamble and like you you lost. And I had no idea what she was talking about, but that sort of event really piqued my interest. And so May 22nd, we are celebrating what we're calling the big gamble. We are going to celebrate uh, drinking alcohol responsibly, gambling responsibly, and just having fun. It's going to be like a holiday, like Christmas. You don't have to come to my house to celebrate. I don't want you there. But we're just going to celebrate drinking responsibly and gambling responsibly. And what better day than the first Saturday of the playoffs of the it. NHL? Love it. May
1: 22nd. May 2-4 two, May two weekend as well. So exactly. everyone will have those. a
0: huge weekend. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, we're going to have more fantastic episodes coming up. But thank you for tuning in. And take care. Yeah, thanks so much. Go Leafs go!